welcome to Oops All Monsters, the deadly unserious show about creatures, cryptids, and curiosities curated by two weirdos from wild and wonderful West Virginia. That weirdo with me, when he's not injecting his lethal venom into insufferable Italian tourists, is Gavin. <laughs> and this weirdo with me creeping out of the twilight is Hess. And we are here too, as we always are, delight and edify with tales of mysterious monsters from mythology, film, literature, TV, as well as gaming from the console and the tabletop and beyond. On a rotating basis, each of us brings a monster into the shop, unknown to the other presenter, and discusses their origins and implications for the benefit of you, dear readers at home. As a quick reminder, images that we will reference... Reference throughout the show, including our describing segment at the end, are available on Instagram at Oops All Monsters. So please get a get a look at that there at Oops All Monsters. Um, so this week uh, is a me topic. It's a Hess topic. I'm hoping that Gavin, you brought something for our our segment that is a brief detour into the strange and unlikely corners of the English language that we like to call... Villainous vocabulary. Beep, 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 Villainous vocabulary. So, Gavin, what have you brought into the shop for villainous vocabulary this week? My word is, and um, you might know it, but if you don't, I want you to tell me what you think crepuscular means. Is it crup or kerp? Crip? Uh, crip. C-R-E-P-U-S-C-U-L-A-R. Crepuscular. What do you think that means? <laughs> is it... Was it is it having a great and powerful ass? That's my bet. <laughs> Like, no, like that it's, Street Fighter um, Four character, like the it's like the blonde wrestler chick that like smashes you with her ass. Because because Japan. Yeah. No. Um. Crepuscular is an animal that's active primarily during the twilight. Huh. Okay. The twi. So yeah. the crossover between the day and the night. The huh. yeah. Yeah, it's it is it's not nocturnal and it's not. Um, and can you daytonal. is there a, <laughs> an, an obvious example that comes to mind of one of those? Because I could not, it does not jump to mind for me. Well, Google says the American woodcock <laughs> and lions and those dragons from that uh, uh, Christian Bale movie. Yeah. Uh, okay. All right. And Matthew McConaughey. No, but lions are no, also like regular, regular lions, not from lions. a movie. Yeah. Right. <laughs> also, don't hunt lions, you fucking cowards. They're way too easy to hunt. Um, oh yeah. Don't hunt lions, you dumb. This is going to be a theme for today's episode in a way that I cannot reveal. But yeah, <laughs> lions is not the monster, but it's going to be relevant. Um, don't fucking hunt lions, you goddamn cowards. Hunt something that will actually kill you. Lions will literally just lay there in their own and be like, what are you doing with that dumb stick, you stupid fucking human? Because to them, yeah. you were just a dumb human with a big stick. All right, well, that has been... <laughs> um, and I'm going to warn you, uh, I would not... Uh, I wouldn't pull out the, the, your retirement money to bet the house uh, on um, getting this one. 
this is this is a little off of the chart. <laughs> uh, I would be surprised if if any of us could have uh, picked this one up, but uh, we'll see. We'll see. Um, all right. So imagine, right. if you will, will, it's the late seventies in coastal town USA, the perfect beach paradise community for a country that has recently become obsessed with summer. You are you are the sheriff of this town just down the coast a few minutes from the big coastal city. Recently, some strange disappearances have had a local newspaper man poking around your office asking questions, but they don't seem connected to you. Bad things happen. Sometimes a few of them happen in one week. You're looking into it, but it just seems like bad luck. A baby in its bassinet vanishes. A salty peg-legged sea dog cleaning his boat disappears, discovered bobbing in the water by an albino teenager and his fat girlfriend torn to shreds by who knows what. People are talking about closing the beach or looking into the big oceanic company that has major sway over city council and the sonic blast they've been firing into the coral reef. But those things would require getting on the phone and disagreeing with other powerful men and your steak dinner is already getting cold. Luckily, sounds familiar. Yeah, maybe. We'll see. Okay. I would be shocked if it was really. But the the last chunk of this is luckily there isn't a children's yacht race launching right now where a hundred teens and preteens are flailing into the briny reefs like so much Count Chocula flavored chum. Oh, shit. There is a children's yacht race launching right now. Oh, fuck. Um, This is. The giant Pacific octopuses of tentacles. The movie from 1977 <laughs> called only Tentacles. Uh, yeah, I have no idea. <laughs> yep, neither did I. This not, I had no fucking clue. Um, this uh, Tentacles is a uh, intentional. Jaws ripoff. Uh, yeah, that's what I was going to ask. How soon after Jaws did it? Oh, uh, right after. Um, actually, let me look up exactly Jaws. Or just Google Jaws. Jaws comes out 75, so this is 77. So uh, less than two years later. Each year, 10,000 tourists visit Ocean Beach. This summer, Ocean Beach has attracted something else. American International presents Tentacles. So let me tell you a little about a little bit about Tentacles, which I, you know I encourage you to go ahead and and, and look up real quick. It um it stars uh, a kind of how would I say like a kind of like <laughs> potluck of uh of like B and A level A level actors, including Henry Fonda. As the guy that owns the big, um, like MacGuffin company that's causing all of this scientific nonsense. Um, John Houston as the, uh, anxious Ned Turner newspaper man who's looking into these strange occurrences. Oh, I bet he was young back then. Okay. I gotta look this movie. Bo Hopkins, yeah. who I describe as the redneck James Dean. <laughs> Starring John Houston, Shelley Winters, Bo Hopkins, Claude Akins, and Henry Fonda. Tentacles. The most gripping suspense you will ever experience. Rated PG.
who is kind of like always has a cigarette lazily hanging out of his mouth, um, who plays the kind of like um, Randy Quaid. No, I'm sorry. The Dennis Quaid from uh, Jaws 3, uh, oceanic beast expert who trains killer whales, um, which is going to which is going to be relevant <laughs> later. Um, and essentially, uh, here's what's up with this fucking movie. One, they want to get some of that sweet <laughs> Jaws m- money, because here's the thing that um, some of us who are, maybe are not cinephiles don't know. Jaws was the first blockbuster of all time. Yeah. It invented yeah. blockbusters, meaning – and blockbuster means a very specific thing, that, that, that people waiting to get into the movie theater literally lined up around the block. That's what blockbuster means. Yeah. That they – even if they, if they lined up six or seven persons wide, that b- behind the box office, they went around the block. Uh, and um, <laughs> yeah. that had not happened before, that the numbers of people Ever. Um, going to movies just had not gotten – that um, hyperbolic, I guess, is one way to think about it. Yeah. So J- Jaws was revolutionary. It was also parodied in every comedy. It was um, the topic of every news. People, entire <laughs> beach towns, like went under because mm-hmm. like Jaws scared people away from the beach. Like entire towns went bankrupt who were dependent on tourism. Jaws was that. Big. Yep the the movie that launched <laughs> a thousand Shark Weeks and. Unfortunately, yeah. <laughs> we have, and uh, well, I mean, you know, I don't want to get too much into Shark Week, but sh- sadly, Shark Week continues to contribute to the jawsification of of sharks in general, who, like most my, yeah. most oceanic creatures, don't want fucking anything to do with you at all, because you're yeah, not true. supposed to be there, so they don't even know what you are. So usually, yeah. if you will leave them alone and you're not actively bleeding, they don't fucking want to eat you. Um, she's going to come up more and more and more in this movie. All right. So, um, notably the, it, it is a giant octopus. It is not a giant squid. They are, it's very clear, uh, both visually and in the, um, the spoken and written content that it is an octopus. It is not a giant squid. And, uh, a, this, this company that Henry Fonda is running, he's in about four scenes that he all shot in one day because he just had a pacemaker installed. So Henry, Henry Fonda, <laughs> Fonda mostly gets, gets on a phone and walks around his like billion dollar garden and complains about, um, the prices of things. And his company, Trojan Oceanic, blah, 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 has been doing um, uh, corporate science in a way that they shouldn't have. And somebody else in their in their uh, supply chain has been blasting the coral reef with uh, with sonic sonic energy high, of higher frequencies than is regulated by the state of California or some fucking shit. It, it, and uh, apparently these high frequencies have, have unleashed the rage of some mysterious creature that we learn is a giant octopus that is like uh, scooping up babies off of the shore and uh, gr- grabbing salty sea dogs off of their boats and disturbing um, like knobby teenagers and uh, a, a motley crew of characters descends in kind of a disorganized fashion to go, Oh, what the fuck is going on? Um, and, 
Uh, if you look in this movie, there's uh, the guy that plays the sheriff is uh, a dude named Claude Akins, who looks like a refrigerator in a toupee, who is also a star yeah. of a lot of like um, exploitation movies. He's a really yeah, jovial looking Claude guy Akins. who kind of looks like he's pre Santa Claus. You know what I mean? Yeah. Really, a uh, really yeah. lovable, all-American-looking dude from Georgia. It's the the weird, yeah. the c- most confusing thing in, in this movie is first of all, it's an Italian production that's actually shot yeah. in San yeah. Diego. So all of the cast is really um like hardcore American, like super American, like Claude Aikens and Bo Hopkins, or. Like disorientingly, for no reason, Italian douchebags, and it, it and <laughs> like it, you're kind of going like, why do so many of these blonde women speak like they're like accidentally ordering per- perfume as opposed to champagne? And you're like, oh wait, this is this this is some Italian bullshit. None of these people know what the fuck they're saying. And and it also <laughs> explains a lot of the the kind of lost in translation elements about this movie. But let me let me tell you about tentacles because I really I had no fucking clue about it. This was a, a thing that's going to come up very rarely. Is has just clicked on some weird dumb movie. It slept until man disturbed it. Then it woke with a fury no man could control, rising from the ocean floor to bring destruction and death. Tentacles. A chilling tale of nature gone wild as two of the sea's deadliest enemies fight to the death. And uh, I actually don't regret it. I think that this movie was fucking hilarious and very amusing. Uh, it is available right now on Amazon <laughs> for $1.99 to rent. So uh, if this if this pitches you tentacles, you know, maybe uh, send uh, send old uh, Jeff Skizos uh, um, a message. Tell him tell him that I sent you over there. But uh, the the point is, it's like tentacles. Is pre- it's pretty funny, um, but it's very, very serious and really trying hard to be a good movie, which is interesting and confusing. <laughs> it's directed by this guy who, if I'm not looking his name, I will fuck it up because it is a hell of a name he is um he is uh, a uh, he's oh, yes he you. is a greek uh, of ethnic origin but uh, from originally living in alexandria egypt his name is ovidio g asonitis i swear to you his last name is yeah, Asinitis, um, which is, huh. you know, you don't, you never want to get that when you, you never want to hear that when you come out of the, the doctor's office, but, you know, sometimes you just, some, <laughs> rather unfortunate. What's causing, what's causing, what's, ca- what's causing all of these tentacles? Uh, is it a hardcore case of asinitis. Asinitis. That's <laughs> what you got there, Jeffrey. Uh, but, a video, a, a video G Asinitis, um, he becomes very successful as a major stakeholder in Canon films eventually. And, um, in, in yeah. partly because of that is an extremely successful distributor of films throughout Europe and the world. Um, and, you know, he, he's definitely paid an intern to, like polish his bio on IMDb, making it seem as if he is somehow responsible for all of James Cameron's career because he produced Piranha 2 The Spawning, <laughs> which which Cameron uh, directed. 
but uh, mostly he is known as, um, quote, the ripoff king for making ripoffs of popular and much oh, more expensive movies uh, Beyond the Door, 1974, and Tentacles, 1977. Yeah. So this guy, this guy was um, Asylum, Asylum Filmsing decades before Asylum Filmsing was a thing. Uh, which is taking yeah. a movie that made a shitload of money, making a movie with a very similar name, paying some people uh, to be in it, and in this case, actually paying real stars to be in it, which is not, not Asylum Films would never do, and uh, and then and then yeah. uh, in this case, like making a real like taking a swing at a movie with all the same sounding ingredients, undersea monster, um, you know, kind of. I would say, if not incredibly intelligent, at least very aggressive um, directing and shot design, a uh, a very strong score. One thing that I will give this movie is I am going to be buying, however I can, the score to Tentacles. I am not fucking around. If I can find it on <laughs> vinyl, I am. Because, like, I'm going to be throwing, like, a Tentacles on vinyl, like, weed party up in my goddamn house. Because this score fucking smashes. Um, unfortunately, the, the incredibly prolific gentleman who created it, he died in 2018. A guy, an Italian composer named Stelvio Cipriani... who uh, was born in Rome, Italy, uh, was massively, massively prolific. And his stuff has been used in Death Proof. Uh, it's been used by uh, Never Let Me Go in 2010. It's been used by in the new The Man from Uncle from 2015. But uh, guess how many, without looking at it, how many do you think would be a lot of soundtrack credits if you were a composer? Like, if from like when you started until you died. What would be like way too many um, film composing I, credits? Some of these, some of these IMDb guys are like ridiculous. Yeah. They have like, but just like, well, yeah, just spitball. So I'm gonna say like yeah. 200. So, uh, so Stelvio Cipriani has 245 yeah. composer credits. <laughs> going from wow. his original uh, his original credit in 1966, The Ugly Ones, going all the way <laughs> until 2017 in In Der Folterkammer des Bärens, which I, you know, I'm sure I'm, I don't know, that's <laughs> probably supposed to be in German, and I'm like, there's some Germans are like like shitting all over their por pornography all right now about how I mispronounced that. Um, <laughs> like, uh, sorry. Anyone else with a comment? Mostly they're non-English speaking projects. Some of them are, but this this the soundtrack to this movie is is like Babe Ruth, and some of the actors in it, you know, are kind of like. Uh, you know, John Huston is like he's at a like a Lou Gehrig level, and then you know we've got some Bat Boys that are that are writing the, this ripoff version of Jaws as a script. Um, but yeah. damn, the soundtrack really does its job. And uh, so, so some yeah. some things that are good at this good in this movie. One, Shelley Winters plays a um, confused uh, confused mom who 
would in the Spielberg version have the like zoom in on Sheriff Brody, like Zolly shot of realizing the terrible horror is happening right now. But, you know, one, they don't have yeah. the competence to realize like how to make a story beat like that happen or like how to make a Zolly. Um, I should probably explain that. Gavin, do you know exactly what that is? That that really famous. Um, yeah, it's whenever you. You zoom in while the camera is on a track going backwards or forwards. Yeah, the or something. the the yeah. You're like zo you're yeah. zo you're zooming in while dollying out, um, such yeah. that whatever the focus is in this case, like Sheriff Brody and Jaws, he doesn't appear to move, but everything else like evacuates the yeah. space around him, which creates a very intense psychological effect yeah, where it's, it's, it's the world really the world flees his perspective as if in a dream yeah. almost yeah it's it's perfect for um visually representing like an adrenaline rush like it's mm -hmm. it's perfect for it or you know a, a sudden terrifying realization yeah. of like any kind. Yeah. And but you but it, it's virtually never appropriate. You know I I can't <laughs> think of another example that's actually good. You know throw a throw, get, hit up oopsallmonsters at gmail .com, You know uh, make me earn my uh, film and television production degree by reminding me of some good zollies that I cannot recall right now just because I have zero recall on demand. That's why I can't win a Jeopardy. Uh, There's but a couple then, really good. Like comical ones. Oh yeah, sure. If you yeah. want to make it funny, yeah. that's it's way easier. Yeah. But also, technically, it is in flame. It, it is insanely difficult to um to pull off. Yeah. Because the two technical pieces of of business really are extremely difficult to combine. Because right, you've got like a team of guys, or at least one guy, like on the camera. Back then, it would have been two or three guys. And so, and two or three guys are also pushing the camera manually from a dead stop. And then somebody else has to pull the focus in an exact parallel, yeah. like, move as the pace that the camera is moving out. And it's like, it's kind of like threading a needle, uh, threading a needle in pace with somebody driving a car, if that makes any sense, or yeah. or I, I were like turning up the gas on a stove in pace of somebody driving at like eighty miles an hour. It's just really <laughs> um, technically impossible. But anyway, so uh, Tentacles follows, um, and this is one of the problems: is Tentacles has no idea who's who's the star of this movie until the second <laughs> half of the movie, when they've killed off most of the people that could have been the star of the movie. And they've landed on Bo Hopkins, who yeah. who, who is um, Bo Hopkins Bo Hopkinsing his way through the entire movie, which is kind of being like, um, kind of a a, a lazy chain smoking drunk redneck who also is obsessed with the killer whales that he rehabilitates and <laughs> kind of um, teaches how to do sh uh, shows. You know, do oceanic shows for the kitties in a kind of like quasi Sea World bullshit ripoff place, yeah. um, which by now uh, in 2021 is not such a great look. But in in 1977, it was like really cool, edgy stuff, right? Yeah. Like this guy's friends with killer whales. There's no downside to that. Awesome, thumbs yeah. up. And uh, and and so this thing, this this tentacle monster, which is depicted. 
in, uh, let me tell you how it's depicted. Is it, It's in a handful of different ways. Apparently, at some point, they had built a nearly $1 million giant like puppet contraption thing that they put into the water and immediately <laughs> sank to the bottom of the ocean and they never used it once. Um, so that doesn't even get on screen, to my knowledge. And then after that, they probably came up with a few uh, less expensive methodologies. One, they do shots. They do shots of you know moderately sized octopi. Oh, by the way, I should address this right now. There is no one correct way to pluralize octopus. Yeah, this Octopuses, is true. Octopuses, octopods, octopi, octopodes, all of it. It's totally fine. Yeah, octopodes. Don't don't come don't come at me. Your correct version is bullshit put it inside of a uh, a message in a bottle shove it right up your ass and send that to oopsallmonsters at gmail.com we do not care all of them are actually linguistically correct for different reasons and i'm not going to get into it so i'm going to say english ever whichever whichever one i feel like yeah because english is fucking nuts um yeah <laughs> english is like 75 librarians um, like gang banging a 1991 Encyclopedia Britannica on CD-ROM. It's don't worry about it. It's fine. So the the, the they you know they do um, close-up shots of octopuses in cages and running around in reefs and uh, so that they can put it in front of other footage or just show it separately. They have what is clearly some kind of odd puppet that's just like the dome of like the crown of the skull and the eyes that's meant to look like one of these. And then they put it like on a stick in front of a boat and 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 filmed that in close up, like running at the camera at like 30 miles an hour, because as if that's how octopuses move. They just like churn like an Abrams tank at like 20 miles directly at you. Uh, <laughs> they um, they at, at, at for a sequence at the end of the movie, they get an actual octopus, which is apparently already dead. So they, they say from, you know, the octopus shop. And it stands in for the octopus that is like rended apart in the, in the, in the climax of the film. Um, basically they do a lot of like legitimate analog 1970s meat business to make it seem as if there is a giant octopus like ripping apart ships and ripping apart drunken hmm. Italians and, and destroying the tiny yachts run by, um, the, the, the blonde tweens that are, in this children's yacht race, which I just still cannot believe is a thing that was in this movie. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, no, no. I just, I, I, I heard that earlier and just went along like, like it, that's a normal thing because I didn't yep. analyze the yacht part of it. I yeah, heard it is boat. Yeah, but like, it is yeah, a yacht. <laughs> no, no, no. I don't know, but here, by yacht, I mean... This thing is, these things are like barely a dinghy. They're like six feet long yeah, and yeah. like two feet wide, and they appear to be made out of fiberglass. I've never seen anything like it in my whole fucking life. Yeah, I'm not an ocean person, but I don't think it's just me. I don't think like this is everybody's secret childhood and nobody was telling me about it. <laughs> They're like these plastic or fiberglass little white boats with seriously like a six or seven foot sail stuck into a, a plastic stick down the middle with a, uh, you know, an, enough space for like one Inuit child to maybe sit in and then his Inuit older brother to, to like <laughs> lean out the side yeah, and they're scream more like that tiny racing catamarans 
Yeah, it's it's really crazy. You can barely you can barely uh, fit two chain smoking latchkey kids in one of them if you try really hard. Most of them in the movie are actually run by like one one lean sixteen year old, like yeah. like somebody who's going to be a senator in like nineteen years in Massachusetts <laughs> or like you know or like Oregon or some shit. Uh, but uh, the, the, so they they actually do a reasonably good job. One of the one of the the first attacks that happens is well, there's a baby that just fucking vanishes from from the uh, from the beach, and you're like, hey, that's cool. They just kind of don't show. You're like, okay, that could be ominous. And then <laughs> there's the salty sea dog who's like waiting to to take his boat offshore. He's literally like swabbing the deck, and just blammo gets pulled down. <laughs> into the ocean. Um, and then there's these uh, explorer scientists, uh, these, these explorer scientist bros that are, you know, they, they go down in this, like, how do I describe it? It's seriously like a, a metal version of SpongeBob's, um, you know, pineapple under the sea. It's kind of like <laughs> yeah. this little yellow rocket ship that they just like drop down. That's got its own oxygen inside. Yeah, and then they come out of that. Yeah, they come out of the diving bell's butthole and then run around with their scuba tanks and, like, look at shit, right? And then yeah. one of them is like, hey, what's that thing in that hole? I, I hope it's not a... Blah! And then this this just ink show comes out, and then he gets grabbed and suck it, sucked in. His friend runs back into the diving bell and is like, pull us up! Jim Jimbo got wrecked by a something and then he's getting pulled <laughs> up and then they show through the porthole in the diving bell this like very uh, Robin Williams Popeye octopus eye that's like not not so fast bro jangles and then and then it crushes the diving bell in on itself yeah. um and uh now the uh the the super octopus has taken four humans from the greater San Diego area. I'm strong to the finish, cause I eat space spinach. And, and some of those beats are actually like, this is actually really competently done. Like, that was kind of scary. Um, yeah. And I'll, I will say that this movie is shot in terms of just like competency of the, the camera team and like the beauty of the the colors on the 35 and things just being in focus like it's really high quality somebody spent a bunch of money on this movie what they did not do a great job was figuring out who the fuck was in charge yeah. uh what exactly the plot was or who the star was or what the shit it was about or the, yeah, you know like that's in a lot of B movie ripoffs. Is like just they they didn't establish the main character for whatever reason because I think you would follow the main character like specifically better in a ripoff movie because that's the only source of of the references that you would get is the main character. But I don't know. I don't know what I'm talking about. No, you do, but it's <laughs> yeah. because like in Jaws. Anybody that gives a shit can go like, what's Jaws about? Okay, well, it's yeah. about the shark, but really what you do is it's about Brody's fear of the water and his family uh, being yeah. jeopardized by the water and that his role as a police officer is going to endanger all of them and his ability to juggle the politics of being a, a character being a character that is stuck being one foot in being political and one foot being 
um, a guardian of the community has him split down the middle and he's terrified of the thing that actually comes for them. You're like, okay, that character has an internal struggle and he has to decide to overcome his fears for the benefit of everybody. That's a clear fucking set of motives and conflicts. Yeah. Uh, And that's, although it's great because it's a scary movie, if you don't have that, Jaws is really, it's really not totally there. I mean, like, if you rewatch Cujo... Okay, Cujo is yeah. not dissimilar because you rewatch Cujo. The first half an hour of it is an incredibly slowly paced, intense divorce drama about infidelity in nuclear families in the early 1970s. Like, you no. don't think about that, but Cujo is about what is safe to do in a nuclear family. And it turns out what's not safe is having a rabid dog trying to rip you in half. Um, but, but tentacles is about a series of people being very surprised that octopuses can get so mad. Okay. (laughs) Which is, which, um, I don't blame them because in reality, octopuses don't get mad. Um, I'll just go ahead and get into that now. Let me make this my first, second and third point is octopuses are extremely, um, shy, introverted, keeping to themselves, defensive animals, as are basically all cephalopods, pretty much, who do yeah. not want any trouble from anybody. Um, octopuses, as a rule, don't attack shit. Uh, if we, if we look at it, do you know, do you know anything about octopuses, Gavin? I know a ton about octopuses. (laughs) I, I, it's, I, I think it would be safe to say that tuna is not actually the chicken of the sea, that it's like octopus. In fact, (laughs) okay. Okay. Well, Cuba, especially (laughs) like, um, they can Cuba and Mexico kind of grow octopus farms the same way that chicken farms are. Right. Okay. 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 um, Now, now I, now I follow you. Yeah, and and the way that that octopids o- octopotami are um, <laughs> kind of grown for for a food source are just like chickens. They just kind of leave them alone, keep them in a little kind of like a pen uh, there underwater. They just kind of let them do that, then throw a net, catch all of them, fucking eat them, and yeah. <laughs> The same way that chickens would be, like like free range chickens. Yeah, I I scoured the internet for um, legit evidence of octopuses, octopods attacking human beings. Shit just yeah. absolutely does not exist. You can find one or two YouTube videos where a uh, you know like a, a Russian underwater cameraman has fucked with a medium sized um, cephalopod long enough. For it to turn around and be like, sup, bro? And just like, like, like sick on him for five (laughs) minutes and just like fuck with his camera. But in terms of anything that you could legitimately call, quote unquote, an attack, they absolutely do not do it. They have no interest in human beings. They are extremely, extremely intelligent. They have like three hearts and nine brains. And they can do incredibly amazing things. They're fantastic creatures and they have no desire to interact with you at all other than to be like, the fuck is that? So um, leave octopuses the fuck alone. 
Um, sure, you know, if you want to, if you want to eat him at the sushi joint, that's fine. You know, that's that's life. But do not fear octopuses. They are super, super, super chill animals, and they're yeah. fucking fascinating and amazing. Um, I, in terms of like actual danger, I looked up. I, there are two octopus species that were um, noteworthy. If you look at the giant Pacific octopus, which is the only possible thing that they could be depicting um, in tentacles, uh, because it's the Pacific Ocean and these are giant octopuses, um, in terms of like being a thing that visually you might be terrified of, that actually makes sense. It is the largest octopus in the world, although the, the average length of one is 16 feet, uh, it's been known to reach up to 30 feet, which, like, yeah, holy shit, that's something. And they also have an average weight of 110 pounds, with the highest recorded rate of 600 pounds. And so if they decided, to, uh, it, on the big end, wanted to rip a human being apart, they could do it, like, no problemo, no problemo because they're, like, you know, their ratio of strength to size is absolutely nutso. Um, apart from their size, the suckers or suction cups on the arms can become dangerous if they lock onto a human and very, very difficult to remove. They're strong as hell. And this becomes especially dangerous if they pull on your diving gear and you're, you know, way down. But that's because probably you fucked with one. So, uh, you know, watch, watch the hell out. But uh, lastly, their, their beaks uh, can are not just for show. They can bite the shit out of you and also inject venom into you although in a giant octopus the this venom is not fatal thankfully and here's the main point the giant pacific octopus is known to be rather shy and usually friendly towards humans rarely using its danger dangerous features to inflict harm so much so that you can basically find no proper evidence of octopuses uh attacking humans, let alone killing them. Uh, alternatively, the blue-ringed octopus will kill the shit out of you if only if you fuck with it. Uh, the blue-ringed <laughs> octopus is a yellow, psychedelic-looking octopus native to this Pacific, also, but it is about the size of a golf ball. It is so named for the, uh, the aquamarine rings that cover its exterior. It is otherwise a bright yellow color, and this tiny guy has been known to kill humans, but not since the 1960s when we learned to stop fucking with it. Um, although all octopuses, as well as cuttlefish and some squid, are venomous, the blue-ringed octopus is in a league all of its own in this department. Its venom is 1,000 times yeah. more powerful than cyanide, and this, uh, again, golf-ball-sized golf little buddy packs enough venom to kill 26 humans in one sting within minutes. It's no surprise that it's recognized in one of the most, as one of the most dangerous animals in the ocean, but again, has not killed anybody since the 60s when we learned to leave them the fuck alone. <laughs> uh, they are not yeah. out hunting big, sweaty monkey men. They are just trying to do their own shit. Uh, it's, it's notable on Google that their venom is comparable to the Black Mamba's venom. Yeah, that is fucking gonzo. 
Um, yeah. I really would would like to do a dive at how the hell do you get a venom on that? like, um, concentrated in such a small, silly-looking <laughs> creature. But, uh, that's, uh, that's a, for a different podcast, probably. So where people, you know, like, know about uh, oceanic science. But, uh, back to, back to the tentacles at hand, uh, or I should have said the subject of tentacle, that's what I should have said. That would have been, like, a thing. Um, is, is... <laughs> Uh, this this giant en- enraged by sonic vibrations uh, octopus goes around laying waste to um, you know some uh, Italian douchebags, uh, some some like hot blonde women in bikinis. Um, it drags people down from their boats. It destroys their yachts with its massive grips. Um, kind of in like a slow, basically a massively, massively slow montage of destruction, basically because it's pissed off at human science, which I'm like, yeah, I feel you. I feel you, bro. Um, but uh, they don't really they don't bother to really explain what the fuck this like um, high frequency uh, sonic discharge is about, why the company is doing it why we should give a fuck how it could possibly piss off this octopus and, and turn it, yeah. turn it into like a rage bro. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. Um, that though, connecting those dots is not the job of this movie. Um, seventies B movie reasons yeah. because of sonic science. Yes. And really that's, <laughs> that's pretty much it. And then finally in this, in basically in the second half of the movie, it gives up on every other character in the movie except for Bo Hopkins, the uh, killer, the the killer whale wrangler, and his miscellaneous like first mate buddy, who have been uh, tasked with killing, killing the evil octopus, um, in some method, and the only way that uh, Bo Hopkins can think while he's like. Uh, drinking drinking whiskey on his boat is to bring his two uh, killer whale friends, Summer and Winter, out onto the ocean and uh, basically kind of like ask them nicely to die to die in defense of humanity to destroy destroy this uh, evil um, Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Mr. Hyde uh, octopus uh, monstrosity. <laughs> and so there's this absolutely ridiculous ass fucking scene where he's st- he's on the ocean in this like cove, like st- sitting on this big metal tube that the we are presumed to understand that his, that summer and winter, his his giant his uh, giant killer whales are inside of like throwing them fish and talking to them while he like smokes a cigarette and philosophizes about life. And he's, it, it, but he's, he goes so far. He's so philosophical to explain if you, if I let you out and you just like fuck off and don't bother with it, I would totally understand. Like he's t- like, he's t- it's <laughs> like he's leaning up against an, like an old Sunoco gas pump and trying to ask his best friend to help him hide a body. It's it, it, it's, it's a, the tone of it is just really not where you think it should be. And also every single one of these goddamn scenes in this movie lasts about 110% too fucking long. 
and you're like, <laughs> okay, all right. So you're, yeah, you're guilting, you're guilting your killer whales into doing your dirty octopus murdering for you. All right, that's something. That's another thing in this movie I didn't think I was ever going to be prepared for. Um, but I guess they did kill some of those yachting children, which they yeah. totally did. Shelley Winters is in the movie mostly, mostly so that she can give a background to these two little toe-headed idiot boys who go out on one of these yachts and one of them comes back and one of them doesn't. So it's, it's Shelly <laughs> Winter, it's Shelly Winter's job to have the, uh, emotional, uh, fallout from that and also wear the dumbest hat that's ever been worn in a movie ever. Um, which it's like, you know, the sombreros that they, the, that they make and then they, they make a plastic version and they put it on top of your tequila <laughs> as if that's a way that hats can be. It's like that, yeah. but a real thing. If this movie was just about Shelly Winters, it would be a really incredible movie. If Shelly Winters just jumped into the ocean and punched this octopus to death, it would be, <laughs> it would be way more emotionally satisfying and make a lot more fucking sense. Hi there. My name is Douglas Rassensberger, and I'm a CEO and founder of Douglas's Cutlasses. Have you ever found yourself in this situation? You've just gotten home from a long day of spurring growth at your small but thriving business. You're just trying to slice some quality deli meats and cheeses for a relaxing snack, and suddenly there's a mysterious intruder rummaging through your garbage outside. What's a domestic disruptor to do when you get in a pickle like this? Pull out your handy-dandy, short-handled, half-guarded naval sword, that's what. Here at Douglas and Cutlasses, we've got every possible colors for every conceivable scenario. Are you an aspiring or current CEO of a Fortune 500 company? I've got a cutlass for that. A middle school teacher struggling to maintain discipline in the classroom? I've got a cutlass for that. Looking to add a little flair to drab dinner parties? I've got a cutlass for that. Some people say to me, but Douglas, I'm not a pirate, privateer, or sailor. What do I need with a battle-quality 27-inch half-guard naval sword? I'm so glad you asked. Here at Douglas's Cutlasses, our research shows that the vast majority of conflicts, both business and personal, can be positively affected by the introduction of a modest, well-crafted naval sword. So let's get swashbuckling. No matter what's your problem, an easy-to-wield iron forged cutlass is probably the solution. So once again, I'm Douglas Raffensperger of Douglas's Cutlasses. Come get stabby with me. Please go to paypal.me slash oopsallbonsters and make a payment there. And that's oops with two O's. Again, that link is paypal.me slash oopsallbonsters. Uh, so, so what happens is Bo Hopkins and his first mate unleashed the 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 whale tube and for all intents and purposes summer and winter the whales just fuck right off they just like bam we're out of here we're, we're going to we're going to africa <laughs> and they're like ah oh, shit i guess we got to put on our tanks and go down there and kill this thing ourselves how i don't know i don't know it'll look really cool though so they'll get some really cool footage of it we'll get our super 70s black and white like air tanks on and our our little our little stabby stabby um <laughs> harpoon guns We'll go down there and piss the sh piss off his fucking thing, 
And uh, I, I'm sure we'll definitely survive. So they go down there, and then what they must do is actually destroy an actual significant piece of real coral reef, which falls down on Bo Hopkins's character, like temporarily crushing him under it, which is super not great, everybody. So even if you, quote unquote, don't kill like a, a, a giant living octopus at the end of this movie, you definitely like did something to wreck about 40 or 50 feet of genuine like coral reef in the San Diego, uh, San Diego area there. That was probably, probably illegal as fuck if you did it today, <laughs> yeah. because uh turns out we need all, we yeah. need all that shit in the seventies. You maniacs! So he gets trapped and the first mate is like, ah, shit, I guess I'm fucking screwed. I'm going to go get TPK'd by this dumb giant octopus. <laughs> and of course he gets like inked all inked. He gets inked in the face, um, you know, like a like a horny stepmom. And and Bo Hopkins is about to be totally rended limb from limb when the giant octopod grabs onto him. And at that point, I'm like, Octopod, you deserve this one. Like, rip rip this white lightning douchebag apart. And when da, 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 the uh, the incredi- incredible Stelvio music kicks in and summer and winter, the killer whales, like, totally echo the dolphin yeah. into the scene and two goddamn killer whale puppets enter frame and start ripping apart a real dead octopus and they, they keep cutting back and forth between the first mate guy like trying to wrangle Bo Hopkins out from under the actual broken bits of coral reef he's like while these two, two killer whale puppets are just like ripping and tearing and ripping and tearing this actual big piece of like dead cephalopod and it is not expected and then finally they succeed at that and they close the movie out with first mate dude and Bo Hopkins, like on their little like wooden yacht, just going out to sea, because all of their friends have been murdered by the octopus. So they just <laughs> they just like they just fucking like whiskey bullshit a plan to go on safari in Africa and never see the ocean ever again. And while doing so, <laughs> summer and winter, the killer whales like poetically show up and talk to Bo Hopkins about how they're going to join him. And you're like, this is a way you can end a movie? And then the movie just fucking ends. (laughs) (laughs) And you're like, okay, Asinitis, I did not see any of that coming. After it was totally not beat for beat Jaws, um, it was a a real roller coaster of what the fuck is going to happen now. I've got a couple of things. First off... um, as far as Mr. Asinitis is concerned, I had seen that he did um, Chasey or Through the Door. Uh-huh. Or Beyond the Door. Yeah, he's... he's which it's one of his... Have, have you ever force. seen that? I have not, no. Have you seen it? <laughs> yes. Really? It's an it's an exorcist ripoff that, yeah. is, that has, like... Um, a big abortion part in it where like they want to abort the baby because it might be possessed or something. Oh, okay. So, and, so the possessed girl so, might, is, might have a possessed baby. Is this the, is the concern? Yeah. It like the, the, the other than that, like the, um, the possessy 
uh, spits green vomit, has a bunch of uh, like stuff done to her similar to The Exorcist. Like they're doing tests on her and shit. Yeah. And um, nobody can figure it out. Her head spins around and like everything that happened in The Exorcist that was scary happens in this movie like like you know supposed to be scary yeah, like right. everything supernatural happens in this movie is almost like a direct ripoff and yeah. that's and that's like the only uh demon part of of the movie is just the exorcist there's right. there's yeah, yeah, no yeah, yeah, like yeah. added stuff they they didn't add anything they didn't yeah. take anything away they just did the scenes from the exorcist and that was pretty ridiculous yeah, um, yeah. Well, I don't really I, even know. Have like a well, conclusion. I, yeah, I, no, I, I mean, I do have to say that they would have to change the scene where the little girl pees on the floor because that would just get everybody aroused in Europe. <laughs> so they they changed that to they, she overcooked the bacon, and they were like, "Oh, he's demon." <laughs> do we want to piss off Europeans? Oh, you know, if Europe doesn't have a good sense of humor. Well, uh, you know, there we go. Oh, they do. They do. I'm sure they do. There's another point, though, which is directly related to us. This is nautical. It is. I did. I bro- I, re- <laughs> I rebroke the seal on sea monsters. I I I was going to go in a different direction. And then for some reason, I looked at my partner. I was like, hey, we got to watch a, a ridiculous movie tonight for the show. Um, A or B and B was tentacles. And she was like, Oh, tentacles. So I was like, all right, all right. All right. Okay. okay. That's how I wanted to know. So what, we, how, it, we've, how the, how the acknowledgement of nautical came. It just happened. We, That's yeah, we've, cool uh, we've, un- we, the embargo is off. Yeah. Embargo off. Lift. Embargo. Embargo lifted. Then, yeah, because I almost did a nautical monster. Yeah. And what per- specifically prevented me was... And I was kind of worried that um, Split Second was nautical because of all the flooding. No. Water, <laughs> but no. water and nautical are not exactly synonymous. Yeah, you know what I, mean? yeah I know. I so, know, I, I yeah, know. I, would, I would say please save it for at least a couple of episodes. But, yeah, you can, you can, yeah. you can draw... You embargo can, back on. Embargo on! Brief, brief re-embargo... What we don't want is like two or three episodes of of, of sea beasts in a row. <laughs> we don't want to. We don't want an overdose in 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 briny uh, in um, oceanic bullshit for our audience. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no. I broke the embargo. I was like, ah, okay, it's been long enough. We've done things that are off there, and and and. Also, we have not um, opened the kimono to the audience about how we've been doing a. Basically, a no men November, um, with the exception yeah. of our special about the Crimson Ghost, where we realized I realized that we had done a bunch of monsters that were just like a dude or a lady in a weird outfit, and I wanted to get yeah. I wanted to get off of that and go on to things that were really just not not humanoids. So that that's what kind of like yeah. shoved me toward. Uh, toward me, toward a giant octopus. I wanted to, I wanted to get off of people walking around in like funny suits, and uh, we've done, yeah. we've done. Well, I had well. to do split. Well, split I, second I, I think split second. No, I, I don't split count second. split second as that. Split second. <laughs> yeah. Although it's technically a dude in a suit, 
it is um i think it's a, it's past humanoid enough where i'm like okay that's it's a collection of dna <laughs> yeah it's a collection of dna and or the devil which uh you know are always combined in a way that makes sense yes cannibals ate the hearts of their enemies to gain possession of their souls it obviously believes that if it eats its victims hearts it not only gains their power and their dna also gains their souls. Bigger fucking guns. Bigger guns. It's a one and a half stars movie, but damn, there's it's like got some tense scenes in it. Certain aspects of it are really competently made. There's like this one crane shot where all of the the, sh- the wreckage from all of the the children's yachts and things are being brought back to shore. <laughs> Which is like, it's like a five minute fucking crane shot of all of these like rescue vehicles coming back to shore and the crowd, the very 1970s crowds where people are just allowed to stand around and gawk indefinitely or just like hanging out in their like Puma shoes. And it, it, it cranes down finally to Bo Hopkins, who's like, of course, smoking a cigarette on a on a, like a table, and and the the weight of all of this is like coming onto his face. And I was like, man, if this was in a good movie, this shall be fucking crushing. But sadly, <laughs> it's not. But uh, a, a, a video asinitis makes some really interesting choices. Um, it's not it's not half assed, at least. I mean, the fact that it's a total rip off is. But uh, it's 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 paced too slowly, if not for the exceptional uh, soundtrack, the the movie would totally collapse under the agonizingly slow 1970s pacing. Shelley Winters, although yeah. she hits the same two beats over and over again, she's hilarious on screen. For some reason, Henry yeah. Fonda is in it. Um, and, <laughs> and overall, it is like, if you're, if you're a fan like I am of like maximum 70s bullshit, this is definitely in that category. We're like, you really couldn't, you really like could it. not be seventiesing much harder unless the, you know, some of the characters would like turn toward the, the camera and go like, cores. It's good for children. Like that's about all. That's about all you could do. If you had like Buttermaker come on and drive some kids around in a convertible while drinking gin, then you'd be a little bit more seventies. Mustang wrecks into a Volvo. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, Tentacles, um, not a great movie, but for $1.99 on Amazon, it's kind of like, yeah, that's that's an interesting combination <laughs> of things. Um, apparently, you can see some children uh, get eaten at a, uh, a children's um, yacht regatta by an octopus. The sad thing is, in that scene, they don't fucking show a fucking thing. All they show is the <laughs> children, like, going, oh, no, my boat, and then, like, splashing into the water, like, and that montage goes on for, like, seven goddamn minutes. You don't see one yeah. fucking tentacle that whole time. So it's it's kind of a ripoff. You should at least get a kid with, like, a, a, a crappy, um, you know, Popeye tentacle, like, getting you know, th- thrown over his shoulder, like, let's shoot this fucker and getting dragged into the water for like two seconds. Because <laughs> a lot of, a lot of, uh, a lot of drunk Italians are, are doing a lot more stunt work in this yeah, movie. I was wondering how far we'd get into this without um, mentioning Popeye. 
Yeah, I am. I almost considered doing this as like a as a a, a double (laughs) where I would bring Popeye and this. So for anybody who's not seen the what is that 1975, you look. I don't know. No, it's ridiculous because the film quality looks like it's from like 1972, Um, but it's actually like 82. uh, Let's see, Popeye. Yeah, 1980. Yeah. In the 1980 Popeye that is um, by that is directed by goddamn Robert Altman, um, starring <laughs> uh, starring Robin Williams and Shelley Duvall, is uh, so it, first of all, it's a motherfucking musical. Yeah. I would gladly pay you Tuesday for a hamburger today. How do I say? It is either fantastic or nightmarish. Or both? I don't know. How would you describe Popeye? Oh, it's Popeye is weird and quiet. I can't get over the audio and film quality of it, which just, just grates seems on like you. Subpar. Huh. It's, yeah, it's. I awful. Mean, maybe it was. Maybe it's just a, mm-hmm. a, a, a transfer version that's just not great. I mean, maybe if there was a a, I, I don't a know. remastered version, that wouldn't be so much of an issue. But it is. Um, in terms of like, but, go um, ahead. Dennis Franz is in it as Spike. Dennis Franz is in it. Um, I do yeah. not remember that. He, he plays just one of the sailor toughs that sing in the background. Yeah, that's so funny. Um, I'm, I'm, I'll, I'll have to tell you that like I've been avoiding rewatching this movie for easily a decade and a half because yeah. it's like a fucking LSD trip. This movie, like it is, it is a very hmm, yeah. It is a very juicy, delicious ride. Like every frame, uh, and I think that this is a thing that can only happen to a certain extent in musicals. I don't know if it's just me, but it's like, it feels like I cannot relax. Like my butthole is like maximum tightness the whole fucking time. It seems like Robert Evans and Robin Williams got together, did a bunch of coke, and Robert Altman told Robin Williams, why don't you mumble incoherently like a mentally ill comedian <laughs> and we'll just record that and try to make it sound like Popeye <laughs> if you can. Oh, I mean, you uh, can do that. Can do, governor. And yeah, it's um, it's something. I actually recommend everybody do watch 1980 Popeye. Yes, do watch Popeye. Because, <laughs> whoa, it is something. Um, and um, I, I and unlike uh, an LSD trip, it will not last six to ten hours. It is uh, it is uh, a much tighter, <laughs> like ninety to a hundred minutes. I'm pretty sure. And um, I mean, if you hate musicals, you hate musicals. But it is such a fucking thing, and it's got really it's got really good people <laughs> on it, or it's got really good people in it. It's yeah, it's, it's cast well. Like who who would be the human version of this cartoon? Oh, exactly these people. Yeah. So um, I <laughs> I I don't know what to tell you other than that. But it con- it concludes with a Popeye versus a gargantuan octopus puppet and yeah and i am confident in both of these movies that it's specifically octopods not squid because i have a of extremely accurate yeah, memory yeah. of this octopus from this movie because i was like a little little kid and it terrified the shit yeah. out of me <laughs> like it was the most terrifying yeah. shit i'd ever seen and if you watch it now it is the laziest like 
like 900 pound flaccid dick thing that obviously Robin Williams is like laying down in a six inch pool of fetid briny water screaming at himself and, you know, accidentally recreating an analogy for his own mental health in a way that he doesn't even realize. And you're like, oh, Robin, get out of there. Get out of there. He's like, it's too deep. It's got me. It's like, it's not a real animal. And the water is six inches deep. You could escape yourself if you just apply, you know, good mental hygiene and and, and therapy and drugs. Like, no, nah, it's got me. Yeah. I'm sorry, Robin. Somebody help this, this weird drunk called cartoon (laughs) the Popeye octopus reminded me that me as a child I had this weird uh, like absolute belief that um you know how arachnids are different from insects they have eight legs and insects have six well I thought that that was true for octopuses and squids is that squids have six tentacles okay right and Octopids have eight, and that's why they're different. Yeah. And I believe that all through grade school, right? Like a polonic. And I don't know where I platonic got that. sort of like parallelism in in biology, <laughs> yeah. um, for sure, for sure. Um, yeah, I do. You how do you recall that that giant octopus scene from Popeye and did, or having a yeah, reaction I've, to it? I've actually watched Popeye about two years. Okay. Ago. It, how it did was, that hit you? No, that's why I know Dennis Franz was right. In it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I remember the the fight with the with the squid or the octopus in Popeye as a child. I remember it as being this ultra Matrix anime ish like dynamic super fight, like one of uh, the best things I've ever seen. I watched it again recently, and it's really just Robin Williams like flailing around on a big. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's like kind of yeah, it's, punching at a mattress going. Yeah, it's very tepid. Yes, <laughs> very yeah. odd. So yeah, d- maybe watch Tentacles. Do wa- do watch Popeye, um, and uh, don't fuck and, with octopuses. And, and lobby for the octopus to be put back into the Goonies. Yeah, when I so, oh yeah, speaking of the giant octopus and Goonies. Here's the thing. I thought for years, um, probably late 80s to early 2000s, that at the end of Goonies, Data, the little like Asian stereotype yeah. inventor kid, was a fucking lying jerk. Yes. Because yeah, because he said there was because an he says like <laughs> this happened and there were pirates and they were trying to kill us and there was a giant octopus and I was like. Why the fuck are you making up a giant octopus? You seem to be a scientific, evidence-based character who's more logical than everybody else in this movie based off of your, the choices that you make and what you say. And you're making this shit up about a giant octopus? What kind of asshole are you, kid? And then I finally <laughs> saw a full-length version again after decades, and I was like, oh, there was an extensive, like, 12-minute battling a giant octopus scene in One-Eyed yeah. Willie's Cove that I had totally just, like, been men in blank. Uh, men, men in black blanked about men in blanked <laughs> yeah men in blanked <laughs> um where i had i had searched the the dog houses the hen houses the outhouses and i could not find a giant octopus for the life of me and <laughs> and i just thought that data had been written as a little jackhole who just embellished a story that was already fucking insane i'm like no there's like a 10 minute giant octopus fight 
which in my opinion also <laughs> is kind of a bridge too far in that movie because that movie is like, okay, I get it. This is kind of crazy. There's a, there's like pirate rich stuff in a ship in an, yeah. a, a cove underground that you would never get to unless you went through the Fratelli's yeah. lair. But like, okay, that's far. Yeah. But then you really put a hat on top of a hat where you're like, also, there's a giant octopus, which makes no sense in this ecosystem because what the fuck is it eating? But whatever. It's it's Spielberg. Like, you know, <laughs> take ride the pay, you know, buy your ticket, ride the ride. Um, so I felt yeah. so better, so much better to not have a reason to be hating on data anymore because I always loved data. Yeah, I I always watched the Goonies and thought um, they did not go far enough to find their adventure because he just finds his adventure in his house, <laughs> and then uh, and, and I always thought I always wanted to go on an adventure as a yeah. child all the way up, up until I did yeah. it, and like the 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 Goonies he finds it in his attic and and I'm sitting there as a 12 year old thinking bullshit well <laughs> it's been there the whole time yeah. bullshit <laughs> well the real the real epicness of Goonies is that in in reality they're all running from Thanos so you know that you got that yeah. baked you got that baked into it um <laughs> Thanos is just like getting jacked in the living room until they tie him up with those like uh <laughs> like like ch chest spring exercise or dealy bops and run off to save the day <laughs> oh J Josh Brolin's become so many yeah things. he's becoming like the Tommy Lee Jones <laughs> agent Smith of like really handsome dudes it's it's confusing what's that guy's name the guy that's agent <laughs> Smith and uh, the worst elf and all those fucking things at the same time Hugo Weaving yeah Jeez. Hugo Weaving Hugo Weaving yeah he's becoming yeah. he's becoming the Hugo Weaving of Which like of sounds like guys a, with big square character. jaws yeah, like yeah. either of them could retire now and just get drunk at like um, genre conventions with the rest of their lives and still make like a million dollars a fucking year. Well, not that you would, yeah. but you know, it's like your your nerd credibility <laughs> is bizarre. Or you, or now you your cable and Thanos that shouldn't be allowed. You know, sp spread it around. Yeah. Shouldn't there be like an X Men union where you only get to be one of those things? <laughs> Josh Brolin disappeared for twenty years. And then Did he? suddenly it was just, I can be Tommy Lee Jones. Uh, yeah. He didn't do that he, much? He went from, like, Goonies to Men in Black 3. Huh. Um... He, I mean, he did other yeah, things. Yeah, he, he just, just was not wasn't prominent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Around. Quote, unquote, yeah. Dis you know. Yeah, the Hollywood version of quote, unquote, disappeared. Just like working my yeah. fucking balls off in anything I can find. Yeah, that, that, that version yeah, disappeared. Yeah. yeah. All right. So, um, let's end this fucking show. Um, at which point we <laughs> go to a segment where we have to determine whether today's subject, the giant octopus of tentacles, is... Is it, is it, is it, is it, is it bitchin' van art? Is bitchin it, is it bitchin' van art? Um, which I have a thing uh, to add to at okay. the end of this. But what do you think about octopuses? I, I'm I'm a big pro cephalopod guy, so I'm gonna have to say that yes, octop giant octopuses are bitchin' van arts. It's a, ah, all right. A, I might have to go with this no. is our first our split first decision. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Because uh, because it might also be like a, a background necessary type of thing. Yeah, to me, I think that there you at least need a um, bottom of the fish tank, like wrecked, yeah. um, you know, three-mast ship 
that it is that it is like yeah. that it's like like um coiling itself around or or yeah. a um a uh, terrified blonde Italian woman in a 70s bikini like like attempting yeah. to swim away ineffectually um there's nothing like an yeah. ineff- ineffectual escape by a blonde Italian girl to really get the get the <laughs> get the suckers sucking I don't know but um this yeah <laughs> but yeah the um the the concept that I'm forming here with this segment, which is weird, I never would have thought that I'd form opinions on van art, but uh, uh, like especially of this specificity, like magnitude, is that if it requires something else as a background, then it's not bitching in itself enough to be. Van yeah, art. interesting, interesting. That might I might be able to I might be able to get with that um, kind of like guideline there. That that. It yeah. kind of makes sense to me. I don't know. I think maybe if we if, if people send us in, get us at the Instagram with some examples of uh, cephalopod bitchin' van art and persuade us one yeah. way or the other, either up or down. We it could go either way. Um, and we will we will also. And I'm gonna go th- I'm gonna throw a picture in resources mm-hmm. here, which is actual bitchin' van art. Okay. Um, oh, I've seen seen that. Is that is, um is that Kaiser's van? That's Kaiser's. Yeah, van. I follow yeah. Kaiser on Insta, so I've actually seen that thanks to his social media presence. Yeah, that's a graffiti yeah. artist named. Septic. Okay, cool. Yeah, our friend Kaiser, who lives in uh, Philadelphia, was getting his um, and he's got kind of like a a rocker slash pervert van, but it's it's got w- windows you can see in yeah. throughout all of it, so it would be really bad for like nefarious purposes. But uh, I, you know, being in the part of he lives in the nuclear part of Philly, so his van was getting tagged all the time, is my understanding. Yeah, and yeah. this looks kind of like this. This really cool. It's kind of like um, a cross between like yellow submarine and mad balls. Is, is you get? Does that make sense yes. to you? It's very bit. Yeah, it's that's very bitchin. Perfect. It is techni- It is definitely bitchin' yeah. van art. I'm gonna. I'm gonna save this. Um, oh yeah, you yeah. already you already named it something useful for me to find. That is some definite uh, in real life connected to the show bitch and van art. I'm into it. All right, cool. Yeah. Is it? Is it? Is 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 it bitch and van art? So uh, after bitch and van art, we go into what do we go into? Describing Tom Hardy. The segment on the show where we describe Tom fucking Hardy. The segment on the show where we describe Tom fucking Hardy. We go into a segment where we uh, find a particular image of um, grunt enthusiast, uh, actor extraordinaire, (laughs) and um, obvious weightlifting amateur... Tom fucking Hardy. So <laughs> Tom Hardy. Yeah, I I found a bunch of pictures that I wanted to use, but I will settle on this one that I'm going to send. Okay. And for a reason, maybe you could find that reason after looking okay. at it. Okay. I'm looking at it. I'm not positive, but is it because this is a Mad Max movie? Uh no, it's because um there are five people around him. And three out of the five people are looking at him in absolute admiration. Okay. And he's not doing anything. He's just kind of like sitting and watching um, B-rolls or whatever, 
like dailies or something with the cast or, mm-hmm. or the crew. And the crew is absolutely enamored to be around him. Like they are gloriously happy and um, just delighted to be sitting next to Tom Hardy. And he's having a good time too. This is the only picture, one of the only pictures that you'll see where um, Tom Hardy's in the Mad Max gear smiling. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, and I can understand that, uh, you know, try, being, being a <laughs> yeah. human, like, road rash cartoon has got to be a little bit exhausting. Um, yeah. You know, mentally and physically. Yeah, it's a very charming picture. I, I, I wonder if we, because these look, this is just very, I don't know, I'm really loving the, like, crew vibe of these people. It's very, yeah. it's got a very nice, like, giving a shit. You know, notably, none of these people is George Miller. But uh, they definitely look like people that know what they're doing. Um, I'm sure something hilarious is happening. You can see that little kind of like floppy box off to the right that they're looking at is that's kind of like the it's kind of like the um, it's the little thing that makes it easy to see an LCD style screen to watch like footage that you've just shot as it's being shot or the shit or the shit that's being shot right now by the people that are in the director's chairs. So he's obviously amused by something there. Um, yeah. yeah, and he's like when he's like he does not play uh, happy like hardly at all. But if you if you get like yeah. a YouTube interview of him where he's actually having fun, he's fucking hysterical. He is hysterical. He's <laughs> but um, yeah, I like uh, smiling people working on Fury Road is uh, just a, a a real tight juxtaposition. Unless this is. Um, this is yeah. can, this can't be the next movie, can it? That's not going on, is it? I don't. I'm so bad at. Oh, I um, have no idea. If yeah. it is, then ha- the Haruga <laughs> set those Haru- alarms. Yeah, Haru- yeah. Haruga indeed. <laughs> and let me um, distill like some of my complaints in, in previous points where I've talked about like Happy Feet and other movies that that do a really kind of ham fisted job of doing like (laughs) this is about the environment and you should be afraid of the environment like being wrecked kids like again we're pro the environment and saving us from climate change and two fucking fury road is a great counter example of a movie that is definitely about how definitely about how climate change is going to fucking kill all of us but it's not (laughs) it is does so in a way that is so seamlessly folded into the very fabric of what the the the, the, sh- yeah. the movie is as a storytelling premise to begin with. Damn it, I told you no more embargoes. You're really not getting, like, knocked on the skull by it. You're going like, yeah, this movie yeah. is totally about, about how we wrecked the world. Yeah, nobody really screams like, the sands of silence was the Pacific Ocean, you assholes. <laughs> yeah. It's, and, and, and if there is a point there that's like waving its little flag and screaming, you know, it is so, it is amongst so many other incredible storytelling flags that it's really not like, it's it's not ostentatious in a way that distracts you from enjoying how incredible the movie is. So, um, yeah. yeah, we're pro saving the fucking environment on Hoops All Monsters. We just uh, would yeah. like it to be done in a way that it works inside of the story and it doesn't feel like attached on like a giant humping carbuncle. Speak- well, speaking of great entertainment, I want to say like really quick and cartoons being translated very mm-hmm. well. Have you seen Cowboy Bebop yet? No, I almost clicked on it yesterday because it looks good as hell. 
and I oh it is amazing <laughs> yeah. it's it's fantastic first what I recommend is to watch at least the intro of the cartoon first okay watch like the intro and then stop watching that and then watch Cowboy Bebop the live action version okay and it'll blow you away it really helps it like it enhances it by 500 percent okay well that's cool <laughs> yeah I uh, yeah. I'm, I'm you're a much I was never really like a bebop person. I have a I have a weird thing about just anime in general. No how no matter how good it is, it just it requires a lot more, you know, cr- cr- oh, I crank it crank yeah. on my lawnmower to get my engine to turn over with with anime. You know, I watch <laughs> yeah. so few things. Yeah. Like I I like One Punch Man because he's got like such a, a sense of humor that I can enjoy. You know, yeah. uh, but uh, my 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 anime zone is just very very tight butthole it's so it hasn't been very good in the past 20 years (laughs) well i mean there's millions of the fucking things so i it's 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 my fault not the world so much of it yeah i and uh, you know it's also hard to know you know i i watched some episodes of uh what's it fucking castlevania right and that's that's very interesting but even then i I never have an urge to pick it back up even though i'm like well that's fucking weird like it's 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 hilarious and bizarre and i'm like this is good but it doesn't i just i'm never like better get back into that it's just something about the tone just doesn't doesn't get me i don't know i don't know i know what you mean well live action bebop blows everything out of the water it's amazing i will uh, i'll make it a priority And that brings us to the end of our time with you, dear reader. Until next time when we deliver you another batch of beasts, bullywugs, and bowls of flesh-eating dessert fluff. And if you'd be so kind as to tell a friend or support us by throwing Oops All Monsters a five-star review on iTunes, that helps a lot. I also have a Twitch channel uh, where I play Battletech-related things, but lately I've been doing Diablo 2 resurrection things. Yes, awesome. Uh, share an episode on your favorite social media and hit up our Instagram specifically for the images that go along with each episode. And if you want to toss a coin into the Potion Fund, hit us up with a one-shot contribution at paypal.me slash oopsallmonsters, just like... Uh, just like our friend tells us in the uh, apothecary in the middle of the show. Or if you're feeling really froggy, sign up over at patreon.com slash oopsallmonsters. Lastly, I have to thank my wonderful friend Katie for our incredible theme song. Her work as part of the duo The Darling Kathleen's can be found on YouTube at The Darling Kathleen's. And with that, I have been Hess. And I have been Gavin. And this has been... Oops. All... All crepuscular octopus. Yes. Leave octopuses alone. <laughs> Leave all the animals alone. Yes. Uh, man, there was this... While I was looking for, like, attacks on YouTube, if you, if you just YouTube um, live streamer attacked by octopus she tries to eat is the most hilarious shit in the world. Just like this, like, 18-year-old Chinese girl, like, has this softball-sized, uh, octopus that, like, she's, like, tries to eat it live as, you know, like, a gag, 
And the gag yeah. um, really turns on her and it like beaks her right in the fucking cheek while it's stuck to her face and like yeah. pulling her eye out and shit. And like, yeah. not like, I mean, it's got like her eyelid and like, lady, if you did that, a li- oh, if you did man. that a little bit worse, you would be seriously fucked up. Like you, you, yeah. you know, you'd have been better off with a Tide Pod, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Ouch. You see, are you seeing yeah, that one? She gets, she gets wrecked. Yeah, uh, and and I, I I try to um, practice my Schadenfreude very carefully, <laughs> but um, yeah. this lady, like, come on, you like, you, uh, uh, the oh, kill an animal you. with your face live for a stream, and it turned on you. Yeah. You're gonna get no sympathy. I don't care. I don't care what the what the other optics are. It's like you. Yeah, I don't. Live streamers doing anything for like any kind of stunt or. Actually, whenever it goes bad, I love to see it. Yeah, particularly when you're like that. <laughs> I mean, like I am not. I'm usually I usually have like big blinders to heavy pedo vibes. Like I'm, I would really love to have a, a a low meat consumption lifestyle. I get it ethically, but also like you know that that example. I'm like, oh yeah, I'm there's that's me being really pro animal that 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 (laughs) you know that volleyball sized octopus has more brains than that fucking girl um and probably would have a better show if you could give it one um so anyway (laughs) all right i'm closing this fucking shit i'm not i'm gonna keep rolling until i say something hilarious ready for orders captain (laughs) 